Hello, and welcome to Out in the Woods. Ladies and gentlemen, with me as always, Nico Sorinello. However, we have another, a third guest, or I guess a second guest, depending on how you look at it. Our old friend, a good old pal from the St. Anne's days, Yvonne Ramos. Guys, how the hell are you? I'm good. Yvonne, how are you? I'm great. How are y'all? I'm I'm just excited that we finally get to record. I know it's been a minute. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, chopping it up and uh, seeing what we uh, get to get into today. So hopefully, we'll get out in the woods. I suppose. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As the name of the podcast suggests, Nico, what, what were you going to say? Um, nothing. Nothing. Do you not want to bring Nothing. it up? It's it's a fantastic day. I Take I think I know me. what you were gonna say, Yvonne. <laughs> as as some of the listeners may know, but as all three of us know, we all went to A and M. Correct. Yes. How are you feeling that. after yesterday? Um, I am honestly trying to uh, just not think about it. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched the game yesterday, and up until about the fourth quarter, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to... Well, I was like, you know, let me just see. Let's hope for the best. Um, it wasn't looking promising, but I was like, you know what? Uh, they might pull through, but I like checked later. I was like, oh, God, this is not something to be proud of, fellas, but... You know what? We uh, we're just gonna pretend it never happened and uh, <laughs> hope the next game isn't uh, god awful like uh, this one was. Maybe it'll it'll lower the price of tickets, and we can afford to go to a, a football game and sit in like the good seats now. You, you can only hope for that, but uh, probably not. If we're being honest. Nico was saying uh, he's been getting swarmed with with text. Nico, what's the worst something like? What's the worst something someone said to you? Uh, I'm, talking about this has already made me sick. Um, <laughs> um, like it's just, I I just want to say for the record, I I knew this was gonna happen. I knew it was a trap game playing a good team, like a good team for what they are before a ranked game. Is this, these are the type of games you lose, especially Appalachian State has a record of doing this before. I think it was 06 or 05. They did it to Michigan, who was number five at the time. I said it like when we saw the schedule that Appalachian State game was going to beat us. I said it as a joke and I said it somewhat half serious. But I mean, for it to actually happen, it's just sick to my stomach. It, it, it's it's awful. Yeah, um, I had that in mind too, but I was like, you know what? You never know. So I was just kind of trying to be optimistic. But yeah, in the back of my mind, I was like, eh. In, in Jimbo, we trust, right? Yeah. No, maybe. <laughs> you want to, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I don't really want to talk about the game. They're, like, we can address what, I mean, really what the issues were and stuff. I mean, I, I all I will say is. For everyone who's saying the season's over, I mean, technically the game does not really matter. It doesn't affect the SEC play. I mean, the SEC record's really the only thing that matters. So, right. Um, 
but well, I, I mean, fair way to look at we'll it. We'll see. Yeah. I, will I mean, say, we, we play a ranked team this week, so I mean, we either bounce back or we actually are bad. I'm I'm happy to to ponder this until the cows come home. But I will say this is this is not a football podcast for a reason. I'm just going to say I probably won't be able to contribute much to this conversation. I don't want so, to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, I, I'm okay. It, it okay. was, you know, second game, so it's not okay. a big deal. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how the season goes. We'll hash it out later on if it continues to get worse. But, yeah, I'm all for uh, disregarding the catastrophe. So, that, speaking uh, of, we'll, we'll switch away from football, but speak, or, or sticking with uh, A&M. Yvonne, you are getting married, correct? I am. And that is where you met your soon-to-be wife? Yes, that's correct. We will be uh, tying the knot in a little less than a year uh, next summer, actually. So looking forward to that. You're graduated, correct? Yes. uh, So I graduated in December of last year, and then... Uh, I moved back to Midland, and then I'm working here. But uh, yeah, everything's going great. Uh, couldn't ask for for a better first job, and uh, things are moving along pretty well. So, I I saw your folks the other day. I don't know if they mentioned that to you, but um, yes, yeah, I saw them at that party, and they were like, "Yvonne's bringing up this podcast. We're excited to listen to it." So hopefully. Hopefully things. I, well, anyway, get back to the topic at hand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Nico and I agreed that we, we, and Nico, you can correct me on this. We are not the type of people who will likely get married young. So I'm wanting to understand your mentality, your train of thought. Obviously, you love the girl. I would assume. Correct. Yes. Walk me through um, your pre-proposal mindset. I mean, so I didn't really have like a set, I guess, age, if you want to say, of when I wanted to get married. I know I didn't want to be like 40 and, and like, you know, still dating, like barely considering it. But I knew for mm-hmm. sure I was like, you know, at least before 30. And um, I was just kind of like going through college, uh, you know, trying trying to f- see which one uh, would be the one. And because uh, I knew for a fact I wasn't going to end up with someone from Midland. Uh, the the sea was far bigger, or the ocean, I guess. I respect a that. Lot more, a lot more fish in the, in the sea elsewhere, outside of Midland. So I was like... Good yeah. choice. Yeah, so I was like, let me... Uh, let me exp- <clears throat> expand my horizon and see uh what all is available um oh, yeah, I, uh, shit. i'm hold on i'm so sorry i just kicked my microphone oh no okay we're back i'm so sorry so you you went to a&m you knew you weren't gonna marry a girl from midland and yes, lo and behold that was, that was, not from midland that was the but one thing yeah, so she's from Houston, and uh, I didn't even have to convince her to move here. She, I've brought her here a few times, and 
each time she's like, you know what? I can like really see myself here. And I was like, okay. Um, wow. Well, that's good to know. Cause yeah, you don't hear that ever, but you know what? She was like, I like the small town feel, but it's not so small that um, it's not just like a Dairy Queen and uh, a gas station available. <laughs> so it's it's good enough. It's a good happy medium. So she was like, and when it came around to it, when we were uh, about to graduate, she was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look for for jobs in Midland because I I really like it enough. And our thing was <clears throat> to always uh be near family so she's like mm-hmm. whether it be houston or midland so and she also was like because i i am not one for big cities i knew i didn't want to live somewhere huge um like houston for instance so uh i don't mean to bash on houston but uh it was just it didn't seem like the fit for me so and luckily she was you know she grew up there and she's like yeah i don't care for it too much so ended up working out and uh so here we are but uh as far as that goes i think what helped was just the fact that i met someone that had the same goals and kind of plans for life which i think that's why you know it Mm -hmm. uh worked out to where i was able to find someone right out of the right out of the gate and once we graduated but uh yeah so but here we are you can bash houston i don't think that's exactly I what i was gonna here. say and, it's it's and a cool houston. place to visit but like i couldn't i just couldn't live there commuting an hour every day and yeah just not not for me so uh definitely understandable Nico, what episode was that that we ranked the worst cities in Texas? I, I do you, don't know. Do you remember the cities that we posed? I'm curious to hear Yvonne's thoughts on this. Uh, it was Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston. If you had to rank those from best to worst, Yvonne. Um, I'd say, man... Austin's starting to like grow on me. Uh, I just went to San Marcos and I just really like that area. I think a little more just cause there's like more to do. And um, I'm obviously more inclined to doing stuff like outdoors and they got a lot of hiking and whatnot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, and then Dallas, I like Fort Worth a lot. So I don't know if, I mean, that's more of a, if we're just talking Dallas, I would put Dallas probably last, if I'm being honest. Ooh. Bold move, Cotton. I would say, so if I'm going from worst to best, I would say Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. That's pretty wow. good. That's pretty good. Just I, I, we, you wouldn't consider to... you wouldn't consider Fort Worth and Dallas the same at all because Fort Worth is pretty great in my opinion, but I hate Dallas. Yeah, I, I love Fort Worth. Fort Worth is like doesn't give you that same vibe at all, and because mm-hmm. ev- everyone in Dallas is just so fast paced, and 
that's another thing with Houston. Houston, everything's so fast paced, but Dallas has a little bit. Uh, I don't know. My uh, Maybe... past couple times in Dallas haven't. I feel like I've had more fun in Houston than I have in Dallas. Maybe that's what that. people will be saying about Midland and Odessa. Is that Midland's too fast paced and they're going to start moving to Odessa? Yeah, but Odessa, I would say, isn't any better than Midland. I mean, I've no really. I I mean, it's it's growing. I will say that, but I I think I I might be a little biased, but I think I still prefer Midland over Odessa. Hmm. Midland but, does have. I mean, uh... I can't. Midland has St. Anne's. Well, very true. I don't know. I guess so, I just haven't spent enough time in Odessa to like really give a genuine opinion of it. But um, overall, I think Midland just vibe is sits a little bit higher than Odessa. So I don't know. Oh, that's my take, but. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Nico, I'm waiting. He's got, he, I know he, he always gets quiet and he says something very profound, but now the pressure is on. <laughs> yeah, I hear, I mean, I don't, I don't really have, I mean, I don't even have a strong opinion on the Midland Odessa thing. Well, you live in like close to San Antonio, don't you, Nico? Yeah. And regarding Midland and Odessa, like, I haven't been there in such a long time. I don't. Every time I go, it's like completely different. So yeah, it's definitely grown. That's what I I was like when I was telling uh, my fiance about Midland. She was like, "It's really not all that bad." I'm like, "Well, it's because you came in when it's like starting to grow, and we're actually getting good stuff." Because um, if you, for instance, take Midland like six years ago it's not the same Midland as like now Dude, at all. Does Midland have a Canes now? They do. And with, they wow. actually, there's actually one that just opened in Odessa. So times have changed. And the yes. Chewies. We have a Chewies. Yeah. What? Chewies. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Chewies, but that's crazy that they have one. It's like, a, it's like a two hour wait, but uh, it's, yeah. it's available. I, I think it's very mid. Like it's not bad, it's very average. I'm there for the chips and dip. Yeah, that uh, that green sauce. Green sauce is. I'm I'm very select with Mexican food. Well, that's Tex-Mex. So, and we didn't have a lot of Tex-Mex here, which was kind of nice to have a change. Because I'm all for like the Mexican restaurants here. I that was one thing I really missed, not having in College Station is like Mm -hmm. good Mexican food. And uh, so, like, being back here, it's really nice having that. But overall, yeah, like... I really um, like that place. Um, It was on, uh, I think, Midland Drive in the Loop next to the Starbucks. Oh, uh, Cheetos? Yeah. Yeah, Cheetos is good. Yeah. I went there a few times. I like that place. It's, like, in that... that, I forgot what shopping center that is, but was it yeah, by like Grub Burger? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Okay. Did you know that Grub Burger is now Hop Dotty? Yeah. Aren't they like the same thing though? Yeah, they pretty much are. I mean, like the menu barely changed. <laughs> so, gotta love it. 
to work. Gotta love it. Still can't find a new one to work in the restaurants though, which no, stinks. not at all. But okay, so uh, you and Megan getting married, moving yes. to Midland. You're gonna maybe potentially long way off or short ways off. Gonna have kids. Are you gonna send them to St. Anne's? I don't know yet. Um, if if I'm if we're financially able to and uh, you know things go well, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Uh, I know. I had a really great experience there, so um, I've definitely we've definitely like talked about it. But I think we're still uh, as far as like what school they'd go to. That's still like quite a ways. So, um, but I mean, it's definitely an option if 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 it's like financially in the cards, I guess. But um, it it probably won't be the same because Nico and I aren't there. Huh. It probably just it won't be as good. It won't be as good. It's gone downhill since we all left. I don't even I don't even know what St. Anne's looks like these days, man. It's uh really hasn't changed. I think it's pretty much the exact uh, same. Uh, yeah. I mean like the I know that there's like the youth center and stuff over there. The youth center is really nice. I've I kinda wish we had that. Like, but that's that's really about it. That's changed dramatically, I guess, if you wanna Oh. But there was a lot more now. Oh, I mean, I don't know, John David. Is it like I haven't I haven't been in the school. I mean, they have those two like portables that aren't portable. They're like a permanent building now. But uh, that and the youth center. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. And the commons, you know, but um, because I. Yeah, I'm just going off of, you know, because I pass by it every day when I come home from work and um, yeah, it hasn't looked like it's changed much but mm-hmm. oh the glory days back when back when we were in uh back in boy scouts were you a boy scout before saint anne's or did you kind of join boy scouts with the rest of us no no it was at saint anne's um because i didn't join till like y'all had like just became what was it Weebelos? Oh, maybe because I was I was never in Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. I didn't join till to like, yeah, I was like, well, I, that technically is Cub Scouts, but it was like the tail end, yeah, into Boy Scouts because from there we were <clears throat> knighted, so you speak. Uh, but you you also went on. You continued. You got your Eagle Scout, right? <clears throat> I got actually. I got pretty close. I uh, I got busy and I uh, didn't end up getting my eagle i got to life scout but oh uh, yvonne I'm, unfortunately i i yeah i know it's it's rough uh i hate saying it but yeah dang Is, i was i was close i was really close so but. it goes it, it correct me if i'm wrong but it goes cub scouts and i know there's like different stuff in cub scouts yeah. but well, then yeah, rebelows and then well, yeah, it's like you got your like tiger. What was mm-hmm. it? Bear and then, yeah. Uh, what or was it wolf? Or was it wolf? Weeble one and Weeble two? Yeah, and then and then once you get into Boy Scouts, it's you got Scout and then it's Tenderfoot, I believe. Uh, there's a Star Scout and then there's uh, I'm trying to think. There's one before Life. 
And okay, I have it pulled up. I have it pulled yeah. up. If you want to keep guessing, you were right. There's uh, Scout is one. You said Tenderfoot. And then what did you say next? I think it was, well, it was Scout, Tenderfoot, and then Star, right? You're missing like two that. in between there. And they're both very similar. There's two in between there? Second class and first class. That's what it was. Yeah. That was, and then, that was yeah. when I was. Star, Life, and Eagle. Yeah. So you made it's it to life? Bit. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like Dang. right before Eagle. I know. Dang, Yvonne. Is there an age requirement before you like you have to yeah, finish? Yeah, so yeah, you you can't get your eagle once you've turned 18. That makes so, sense. Yeah. I it's got It's that uh, young. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you want to do it before you cuz once you turn 18, I mean, you're going to go off to college and, you know, mm-hmm. obviously if you don't stay here, then there's you know, when are you going to have time to like I guess throw in an eagle project and all the yeah. requirements for that. So it's just easier to just cap it at eighteen. But yeah, but I yeah. was thinking back to some of the the endeavors, if you want to call them that, that we all went on, or at least the three of us here, so we can talk about them. Because we did end up going on a few campouts, right? That when all of us were a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I think so. <clears throat> I think, yeah, because uh, I think. I, sorry, that was my Alexa. I don't know why it picked up, but. Um, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's I think I'm trying to think when the. Because how f- you did you make it into Boy Scouts, Nico? Or I or stopped after Weebelows. Okay. Yeah, because I remember doing some like campouts and like, uh, kind of didn't we go kind of close to where your ranch is, John David? Like we went, mm-hmm. we did mm-hmm. like a trip there yeah. and then, like a trip, uh, I believe to, uh, we passed through Philmont, I think, but we never never did it. I do um, vaguely remember that one. Yeah. Is that the one uh, where everyone's socks got wet? Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember that one. Well, you had the option. We were hiking, and you could, like, jump in the little lake or, like, stream. Right. But, uh, yeah. That one we had, had, like, I remember Ben Witt. Yeah. And Sam was there. Garrett. John Michael. I think Sam was there. I don't was, think Sam it was, was there. A good amount of us were still in it, I remember. I remember Mr. Witt just, went there, and I got this goofy photo of him jumping on the rocks on my little like point-and-shoot, and it was super blurry because those cameras back then were not great. But I, I do remember that one photo. It was pretty funny. I just remember that trip, and I just don't remember why we went on it or like any of the planning <laughs> or anything of that. I just remember being there. No, they were, they were very poorly planned, and don't uh, – think that it got better because through boy scouts um so really it was up to whoever was like the senior patrol leader which is like the leader for the scouts themselves and then you have like the scout master which is like an adult but the adult didn't like he was more in charge of uh 
he or she was more in charge of uh, financial planning, and then you were just in charge of like making sure your each of your patrols in the like the troop had like their meals planned out. You went and checked. Um, we had that trailer with supplies mm-hmm. and made sure everything was like in good condition, so all the tents didn't have holes or they all had enough stakes and whatnot. So just kind of you're an inventory guy. And uh, I would, because I was, I was the SPL senior patrol leader a few times. And yeah, um, I tried my best, but like, yeah, they, uh, it's funny that they, the motto was be repaired, but that was, uh, <laughs> that was really never the case <laughs> for a lot of the campouts. Um, but uh, it just depended who like, you know, who was the leader at the time uh like uh my favorite i think time was when uh you know the dragons uh anthony Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah when when their dad dr dragon when he was our scoutmaster everything ran so smoothly he was such an organized guy and uh that was probably like the best point of time that we had like pretty fun Mm -hmm. campouts and uh and uh because yeah after that it uh definitely dwindled um i just feel like whenever i joined boy scouts i was like this is gonna be great i'm gonna go camping i'm gonna hang out with all my friends and then i remember i think actually just going camping maybe three times four times throughout all of like tiger to i i've made it into boy scouts um i don't think i ever made it to tenderfoot i think i stopped at scout but, I, mean, I remember you going, I think we, you and I went on like one summer camp together. Uh, that was like our first one. Did you go I'm to film? I'm trying to think where it was. No. So I bear, you had to be 15 or 16 to be able to go to Philmont because it's mm-hmm. such a, you know, long trek. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wasn't old enough when they went the first time. And then the second time they went, they wanted to do it horseback so i was like well that's no fun i'd rather (laughs) hike it than just you know sit on a horse for 70 however many miles so um kind of took the fun out of it so i didn't go to that one so yeah i never never got a chance to because after because it was every i forgot however like every two years or whatever that you got invited to go and Mm -hmm. uh that was when uh, I forgot who the scoutmaster was, but he was really wanting to do the the horseback instead. So, but yeah, kind of bummed about that one because that one uh, I heard is a pretty cool one. Did I, you like, all, um, sorry, but no, you got it, man. I was gonna ask, did either of y'all do the? It was the Indian guides or whatever. Oh yeah, um, no, I didn't and, do that one. John, I did you? I wanted to see a comparison between the two. If some, if one of y'all had done both, I know From what like I the... knew about it. I knew that. Uh, I think they theirs was more like we're just gonna go camp, and it wasn't a like regular meetings that kind of thing. It was like we're doing this, so you know, father son camping time kind of thing. I might be wrong. Yeah, 
No, I think that's about right because I know like Indian princesses, which is like for the girls. Um, yeah, that was like I heard that was probably that was honestly better than Girl Scouts because they actually got to go camping and do fun stuff, whereas Girl Scouts are notoriously known just for selling cookies and getting badges for it. <laughs> I think all all three of my sisters did uh, Indian princesses and. All of our like family friends as well, their kids who kind of coincided with my sisters, uh, they all did it. And any time that I hear stories about Indian princesses, I never hear anything about what my sisters did. It's pretty much all like the dads cooking and drinking the entire time. And then the kids are just like running around doing whatever. I'm like, holy smokes, this is just... This it's is some good old fashioned fun right here. Yeah, that's kind of dope. It's, it sounds like a family trip that, you know, the liberty and that sounds yeah. way better. A little less uh, strict. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I would, if I was a parent, I'd much rather do that. I, I caught my first fish on an Indian princess camp out. Oh, nice. Were you I a very princess? Excited. No, yeah, it was, you, Rachel, it was one of Rachel's end? last years. And you got to I go? Was, yeah, I was well, I was really young. And I think it was like one of their like their big camp out of the year if they do like awards or something like that. And so my mom went as well. Uh it was kind of more of like a family affair. And I remember going with my mom and dad and Rachel. And maybe maybe my other sister. But I do remember catching my first fish and absolutely freaking out. It was a good time. Do you remember what kind of fish it was? I deep down, I really want to say it was bass, but I think I know that it was like a little bluegill, which I'm still very happy about. But well, yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a bluegill. Nice. Yeah, I think. So my first time fishing was pretty traumatic, if I'd have to say in one word. Um, so <laughs> well, I went beans. with. Yeah, so I was. I believe I was like seven or eight and I went with my grandpa and my dad and I forgot where we went, but, um, I had, no, I had a, oh yeah. So I cast my line and I felt a tug right away. I was like, all right, I already caught something and I'm pulling and pulling and nothing. And I like yank it and it was stuck behind a rock. So it, launched once it came out of the, from under that rock straight to my face and the hook Ooh. snagged on my cheek and and it went through my cheek so like the barb was like i could feel it in the inside of my mouth and i was like in so much pain and, and what was 10 times worse was the worm was still on the hook and it was a live <laughs> worm so it was just like you know full of freaking moss and you know dirt and mud so it was just like wriggling all around on my cheek it was so oh nasty. that sounds horrible yeah did it did it ever get infected like how, how did you guys get it out did you just pop the hook you know, out my dad luckily knew yeah my dad luckily knew how to take a hook out um i guess he's had experience of getting a hook stuck in skin before so uh <laughs> he uh he pulled it out and i luckily you know didn't need it wasn't a big enough hole for me to need stitches i mean i but a little bit but mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah so after that we went home because did it scar uh, over anything like do you still have a little i would assume it looks just kind of like a freckle if it did yeah no it didn't leave anything uh to be honest um yeah i was i was actually really lucky but yeah my grandpa and dad didn't have much luck either so they're like yeah screw it let's just go home (laughs) and then yeah so i like didn't want to go fishing after a while after that um but then I went again, by me and my dad went, uh, trying to think where we fished. We just took our, we had a little pop-up trailer and, uh, the ones that you like crank it mm-hmm. and it like slowly oh, yeah. folds up. Yeah. We had one of those and him and I just took a little father son trip for a weekend and, uh, we didn't catch anything. So he's like, <laughs> you still want fish? Let's go to the supermarket. And we just picked up fish sticks and, uh. Had some fish sticks. That's a good for dinner that night, and mm-hmm. uh, so that was a little bit more enjoyable. I mean, we didn't catch anything. I didn't probably catch a fish till honestly, probably Boy Scouts. If I'm being honest, it was a uh, it was a little trout, a little rainbow trout. But nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, my fishing experiences have been. Uh, a lot less successful than uh, I'd say my hunting experiences. That's for sure. Nico, did did we talk about this recently that you had a traumatic fishing experience or am I just imagining something? Traumatic fishing experience? Or did I, I don't know if it's like a memory that I have of you catching a fish or telling me a story about something. And I don't, I might just be making that up. We can move on to hunting. I don't. I don't really have any traumatic fishing experiences, and have in you regards a fish? to, have I caught a fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Um, and I, I don't think I've caught a fish with you. Mm. We should fix that. Um, but no, I can't think of a traumatic fishing experience myself. No, I think I think that's someone else. I know, uh, I think it might have been uh, Isaac Sanchez. He said that he was fishing and he uh, he knelt down in the boat and I think there was a hook on the ground or I guess in, inside the boat. And so he obviously just like kneeled on top of it and it went into his knee. And uh, he said that really sucked. But um, oh, I can yeah, only imagine that blows. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine you just full force all your weight, just go down on a hook on your knee. So, and that's a pretty, like, not a lot of flesh for it to, yeah. like, so, um, but it's oh, rough. I'd have to ask him if it, like, left a scar or anything because it was a while back that I remember him telling me that story. But is, is he getting yeah. married too? No, he's, he's actually still in school. Um, okay, I didn't know if he was up. getting married or not. No, uh, he should be done hopefully, uh, this next May, I believe. Nice. Uh, cause he, he like double majored. Mm, mm-hmm. Nice. So, so he'll have his, uh, his electrical engineering degree and I believe his mechanical engineering. So, oh, poor guy. Yeah. Why, why he, would you, yeah, why would you really, do that to yourself? Yeah, he really loaded up his his plate with uh, engineering classes. That's for sure. 
Oh my gosh. Well, so you, you brought up, you, uh, well, that's good. That's good. At least you, you brought up hunting earlier. And as you know, the name of this podcast is out in the woods. So we've been kind of toying around boy scouts, fishing, things like that. Hunting, uh, obviously it's dove season now. Have you been out to go dove hunting? So I'm not, uh, I haven't really been big into bird hunting. Um, I, I think really just we haven't really had a lot of opportunities to go because mm-hmm. um, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind getting into it. Um, I haven't been personally. Uh, my dad used to go when he was younger, but uh, like lately it's really just been deer hunting and mm-hmm. uh, elk. Ooh. But uh, yeah, that's, that's really about it. I mean, because yeah, I mean, he went, he actually went on a, a duck hunt in uh, Argentina a couple of years ago and said that was pretty cool, actually. but I bet that was insane. If it's anything like the dove hunts down there, I bet that is pretty insane. Oh, he's, it, I mean, the skies are just like black with the amount of birds that fly. That is, that is insane. Maybe I'd, I'd actually have a chance of hitting something. I went and walked around this morning trying to yeah. get a couple doves, and I, I was, I'm 0 for 5 at the moment. Oh really? <laughs> I, I am using I am using a four ten. I'm I'm using a four ten. Keep that in mind. But I'm over five. It's not good. I hope have to you, uh, redeem myself this evening. I'm sure you will. Have you uh do you do a lot of target practice or are you recently, kinda- yeah. Uh I did a skeet shoot in Midland a couple weeks ago and I shot pretty good. Right. Like I, I did pretty good on, on a on a course and i think i shot 100 clays over a few days leading up to that just so i could practice a little bit um okay but the only other time i've gone i mean i've grown up shooting skeet at the ranch all the time but the only other time that i've ever shot birds was maybe two winters ago or not this past winter but the winter before yeah you know you know what i mean and i went duck hunting and uh same story, different song, just just absolutely whiffed them. It was painful. So I'm kind of coming back with a vengeance now, and it, I have a little bit of vin- vendetta against anything that is flying right now. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I'll get there. If it flies, it dies, as they always say. So. Obviously not, not in my case. <laughs> not, not in your case. Yeah, it's when I just haven't had a real big reason to bird hunt like obviously there's dove everywhere even in midland like you walk out if i had a gun in midland i'd be limiting out all day every day baby but i feel like with with deer or with elk or stuff like that like it's just so much more worth it because you're really filling your freezer oh yeah you can get a good amount of meat that'll last you a while um especially elk like i shot finally shot my first one last year and yeah that meat lasted us a while it's crazy um the animals are so huge um but yeah that's a that's a pretty fun animal to hunt um they're pretty cool uh actually shot that one we got a a ranch about um, I would say it's about 30 miles or not 30 miles, 30 minutes from, uh, Ridoso. 
Um, mm. It's mm-hmm. in Corona, New Mexico. And sure. It's, uh, but shot it there, and uh, that was a pretty fun hunt. Um, my fiance was actually there with me. We were uh, we were down there for a weekend, and my dad was like, you know, we'll go out and see if we see anything. And uh, one evening, and sure enough, we saw like five bulls, and uh, I saw one, and it looked really good in the scope. I was mm-hmm. like, all right. So uh, I get close, and then they got spooked, so they start running, and we have a we have an excursion that we ride around in and my dad just gunned it and was going like probably 45 through all this mesquite trying to chase these uh elk down and my uncle's with me as well and he starts whistling real loud at them and they stop somehow they actually were like are interested to see where where that noise is coming from so they stop mm-hmm. and I'm like all right so I get lined up and ready to shoot and uh i shoot the one that i end up getting and uh and then it runs and then it ends up dropping and then when we get to it i didn't realize that it was missing an antler like oh no it was facing it was broadside so i only saw the one antler and (laughs) my dad was like he he told me to go for another one initially, but I was like, no, I have a I have better sight on this one because the other ones were kind of like quartered and mm-hmm. not a really good shot and kind of covered by some brush. So I was like, no, I feel more comfortable with this one. So he's like, all right. And so I went for that one. And <laughs> when we get to it, he's like, should have went for the other one. <laughs> and, uh, but it was still my first one. So I was like, I wasn't fretting too much because, mm-hmm. you know, there's always, always a chance to get another one later, soon to come. But uh, well, it's yeah, a fun story was... too. It's not just like a, oh, yeah. it's not just like a generic elk. You got you got a unicorn. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he like has, he does have both antlers, but it's just on the one side that's missing. It's just the broad tine. So he's got like two points on one side, and then oh. he's got the, he's got the because it. I guess he was sparring and it just broke clean off. But, uh, um, cause he wasn't like, usually that's how you can tell if they're sick, if the horns kind of grow or not horns, but antlers, if they kind of grow abnormally, mm-hmm. um, that means they're, you know, there's some bad genetics in there. And, uh, but no, this one, you could tell he was, he was a pretty, pretty decent size bull and uh just got into some pretty rough sparring but no it was it was a it was a cool experience i'm definitely hoping to shoot something this this season we'll see it's it's nice being out of school because yeah. now i don't have to worry about finals running smack in the middle of because that's usually when my dad would go is like right when i would have finals so i'll be like i can't because you know Mm-hmm. can't really push my finals just so I could go hunt. But do do y'all have any uh antelope up there? I don't think so. Um it's pretty pretty far up north. I think the antelope kind of stop they're they're more so in Texas, I believe. Um I mean there's some on your way 
mm-hmm. there, but uh, at the ranch itself, no, I I don't think we've seen any. Uh, it's mainly just over there. It's mule deer, and then it's uh, we got elk now, and uh, some apparently some mountain lions because we had one uh, come really close to like the headquarters where our, our like cabin is. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was trying to get close to the the horses, but uh, it we it eventually I guess ran away. But um, yeah, they're ballsy. They uh, they'll they'll try to catch any prey that they can get. But so that's that's another another hunt that would be pretty cool to do. Do you uh, do you need a tag for a mountain lion in New Mexico? I believe so. Because my dad had to get one when he shot his, mm. so okay, yeah. Um, New Mexico is weird. They got some pretty whack laws, to be honest. Um, it's uh, not like the one thing I I I kind of wish they did have like Texas w- was uh, you know how you can get all your tags uh, like at Academy and you can get like a a management and a a doe. Right, as you only get the tag for just the one in New Mexico, so. Oh. But um, yeah, yeah I was. I was talking to a buddy up in maybe Michigan or whatever last year, uh, about deer season and stuff because up there it's short, isn't it? Like it's a pretty short season. Yeah, maybe and Minnesota. As but, well. Uh, like the the rut for elk is pretty short too because um so i think my dad was saying i think it's six is it 16 or eight hours that the the cows the female elk Mm -hmm. are in there or are in heat so they have that short window to find one and mate so that's why during the rut for elk, they're like, they're so oblivious to like um, hunters. Cause mm-hmm. usually, like, if you hunt them right before the, the rut, they're a lot, they can see you like far away. But during the rut, they're, you know, they got one thing on their mind and one thing only. So seeing you is the least of their concerns. Yeah. So, because they're really trying to, I mean, that short window is just crazy how they are just running around trying to find a mate. But, and that only uh, happens once a year, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, the deer season is pretty short, um, to answer your question. Cause even like we started talking about getting tags and things like that. And I mean, you look at the hunting license now. And at least in, in Coleman, it's, uh, and I think this is pretty much all of Texas. You can get five deer, you can get two bucks, three does, uh, or I guess five, five does as well. But, um, like that amount of venison or that amount of deer, I think is just kind of mind boggling to some people. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not, maybe I'm assuming, but I mean, you think about shooting five deer, that's a lot of, that's a lot of meat for one thing. That'll last yeah. you like a while. I mean, oh, if it's yeah. just you and you mm-hmm. and you shoot five deer, that I can honestly see that lasting you 
probably a year at least until at least until the next hunt oh um, oh for sure sure for sure i mean i can't say i've i know anybody that's shot that many deer um, yeah in a season but um usually people just try to go for the you know their trophy buck or mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's a lot different here versus over there for sure mm-hmm. i know that with uh whenever we shot more than i think three or four as a family that we actually uh start donating donating the meat i know a lot of people like either to people or just uh i think most of them went to people who just would want the meat and then they would go get it processed instead yeah my dad would do his uh his employees really like deer meat so if uh if he doesn't shoot anything he'll like just shoot like a you know a a, say like a buck that has like bad genetics you kind of want to keep that gene pool clean Mm -hmm. so he'll like shoot one of those or like a doe and uh bring that meat to them so that way they have some but yeah um it's definitely definitely a a plus for sure if you know someone that can provide you with meat like that because i i think that's honestly the best meat especially for like jerky i'm Mm-hmm. My fiance had never had ear jerky, and uh, when she tried it, she was hooked on it, and she can't look at regular jerky the same. So, it's, it's... have you ever eaten a like a wild hog? I have, have not. I've those? shot one. No, I've sh- I've shot like a javelina, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've shot a little wild pig that we had that was tearing up one of our uh, one of our blinds. But uh, haven't eaten it though, because usually the one, well, the ones I've shot were like old, and the older ones are kind of nasty. So fair enough. I don't know. I, I'm always curious better. because I I've heard really mixed reviews. Um, I've eaten a handful of pigs, or at least parts of the pigs. I've I've never, you know, packaged a full one or, or gotten it all ground up or anything like that. But I have done some roast and smoked a few and and cooked a few in like a crock pot and stuff. And definitely it favors like a crock pot or a pressure cooker or something, something that's going to bring in a lot of moisture. But, um, right. I mean, if you, if you cook it down, you know, I mean, you could really treat it pretty much the same as you would any, any roast that you'd get in the store, but it's got great flavor. And as long as you cook it, it's going to be tender. Like I've enjoyed everything that I've eaten off of a pig, but it is kind of a hard sell for people. Cause they do get such a bad rap. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would be open to it. Get me wrong. I would, mm-hmm. I would definitely try it, but I just haven't had the, the opportunity as far as the ones that I've shot. Personally. Maybe we'll have to have a big old fashioned pig roast one of these days. I am for it. I love a big old pig roast. Nico, if you ever finally get married. Oh, we have, um, my dad has a uh, a pig he shot. He shot like these two small pigs, and he has one left that he wants to have a pig roast with. Oh, really? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Our spit's be been great. sitting in the freezer, and he's like, we need to cook this and have a big roast. Like a whole pig? Yeah, the whole thing's in there. Do like the, uh, like the, what's, what do you call it in uh, Hawaii where they, they, 
bury or bury the whole pig in the ground and uh have a yes well just like the luau where they have they wrap them in banana leaves or i've i had i don't know is there a specific name for it that you're thinking of or is luau good i think it's just like the the luau is what it is um because like when i went to hawaii we we went to one of those and and it's so good they those banana leaves it's crazy because like they didn't really season the pig a whole lot it didn't sound like Mm -hmm. it's mainly just flavor from the banana leaves that like soaks in there because it's over a bed of hot coals and then they just bury it and let it sit there for i don't know probably 10 or so hours 12 hours maybe and just slow roast and uh and you've got to think too like think about what that thing is eating like hawaii over there over there oh man i bet it i bet that meat is flavorful like to the max those pigs yeah they're probably eating five star you know meals well that's probably why they're such a problem too is because there's so much vegetation well yeah there's just so much food for them for sure interesting so i have a oh yeah you had your bit i mean i was gonna bring that up sorry what I have that, but I have a quick I have a quick question given the the name of the podcast out in the woods. Um it's uh but I have to make sure y- y'all are uh, both in tune um with these two shows. Do, have either of y'all watched The Office or Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. Um I've watched The Office, not not Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. Um should be should be somewhat easy to answer uh still so uh if you were out in the woods with ron swanson from parks and rec or dwight schrute from the office which one would you rather be out in the woods with that that would that would that would help you out in a survival situation mr schrute (laughs) for sure for sure so doesn't he talk about there's like one episode where he talks about killing and like skinning something, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's a very, you know, brute force guy. And mm-hmm. that one episode where he, Michael, wants to go out and see if he can, you know, survive. And he's out there with him and he'll like, he like finds those eggs and then cooks them. And, yeah. So I trust him. Yeah. But then there's Ron Swanson who lives in solitude out in a cabin and is a you know can definitely fend for himself and i don't know you know dwight you're probably gonna be like probably have a better chance of survival he'll be like you can eat these berries or whatever you know he'll he'll know what what's going on but i think your quality of of living with ron is going to be superior I think yeah. he's a little, probably a little easier to get along with. He he's gonna put in the effort to get some red meat. He knows how to fish. <laughs> he's built a canoe. Right. I I think the quality of life with Ron is gonna be a lot better. So I'm I'm gonna stick with Ron. Yeah, fair enough. I I think I, I'm gonna side with Nico and probably go with Dwight too, <sighs> yeah. just because Ron. Yeah, I think the quality, but. It's a survival situation. I don't really care, like, how I'm gonna be living in that out in the woods. I just want to 
survive to be able to get back to civilization. So, given I'm the situation, I think I think Dwight is going to be the the pick. My final days are going to be heavenly, and then I'm going <laughs> to die, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I guess it would just depend how long. If I was like out there for say like six months, I'd probably choose Ron. But mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, like a month, I think I can uh, afford to eat berries and uh, quail eggs for <laughs> those quail eggs. I've heard are really good, actually. So they are. You know, I've I've heard a lot of great things about them too. I sign me up. Okay, I mentioned it to Nico that you had a thing that you wanted to do. And he said, do you know anything about it? And I said, no. Do you still remember what so, it was? And lay it on us. Y- if you Yes. It's a, it's a very trial bit. Um, I am not going to be offended if you don't like it. It's, uh, it's very uh, rusty, I guess. I have, I like try to come up with things, but um, it's, uh, it's called, ever notice and what it is it's just i came up with like a list of things that like we see every day and like notice but like don't really sit and ponder why it is or like you know they're very subtle things in life that we just kind of look past but like you know why is that you know so yvonne i love it already okay i don't know how nico feels it is I've, good one. All right. So, um, ever notice that we know how things taste, even though we've never licked or tasted it before. So, do you know why that is? No. Or, or are you just asking? Because I know, I know a very distinct example of when that exactly happened to me. Wait, what's your example? Yeah, I was I want to know what I was really hungover one day, surprise surprise. And uh it was just my mom and I in Midland. And all day I was like I am craving not my soda can. I am craving a Caesar salad. And I had never had a Caesar salad before. I hadn't really eaten salads at all before this cuz I just didn't I didn't think I liked salads. But like all day, I was like, this sounds so good. I want a Caesar salad. I want a Caesar salad. And we went out and I got a Caesar salad and it tasted exactly like I thought it would. And it was incredible. So Caesar, yeah. Yeah. Caesar salad. But I, I'm just saying like, if you see like, like a TV, I've never looked at TV in my life, but I could tell you just texture wise and like, like what it would feel like or taste like, you know what I mean? So like, or, uh, I don't know, a box of cereal, you know, you would, you know, what cardboard mm. would taste like. Mm-hmm. So it's just like things like that. Your, your mind already knows. And I guess your like taste buds would already know what, what that texture, what that, you know, flavor, I guess, if it's even going to have any flavor what it'll be without even tasting it. Maybe it's because as a baby, we put everything in our mouths. Very true. I didn't and think we, about that. We, we come back to those memories we don't have, but are still subconsciously 
uh, attached to a taste or yeah like i'm just staring at everything in my room right now and like envisioning (laughs) how it would i i am not joking i've not stopped looking at different things but like i bet that tastes like that well it is interesting the thing is thing is you're you're more likely gonna be pretty accurate yeah you can just look at something and be like oh that's gonna like i'm looking at a a package of water water bottles and i'm thinking like the plastic around the uh that's the case Mm -hmm. i can kind of picture what that would taste like or like um you know there's like all kinds of stuff that you can just like look at and be like oh you know that's okay you got another one you got another one yeah so uh next one ever notice that blue raspberry is a flavor but they don't they don't exist so you have your candies lollipops you know fruit shoes all that that are blue raspberry flavor but blue raspberries themselves don't exist why is that why is that a flavor how do how do we know what that tastes like because raspberries themselves don't taste like that i'm looking at i that is interesting i'm i looked up what flavor does blue raspberry like what is it supposed to be um and it it is i think it's just a a black cap raspberry so i think it might actually just be a different type of raspberry i actually didn't know that do they i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a black it's called a black raspberry a black cap well that looks it looks just like a blackberry yeah isn't that just a blackberry but this is technically a, a raspberry yeah but blackberries don't taste like that so i don't know i've never had a blackberry so i can't even compare but you've had like blue raspberry and you can you can say it doesn't taste like like a red raspberry you know uh yes um i don't know the last time i did though i don't think it was my go-to flavor ever web webmd has a an article on black raspberry or yeah a black raspberry versus a blackberry so they are different they are different which is healthier who do you is someone vacuuming or is that my dad not me yeah, oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I I can hear it. I can hear it. It's it's. I think my dad's outside, vacuuming something. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's not coming through the microphone. I can't hear anything. So the okay. black raspberries have more calories. Are you looking at it too? <laughs> yeah. Got fiber. I wanted to see a picture difference. Um. I, I really hope you guys can't hear the vacuum. This is so funny. No, I can't. They, they look definitely the same. no. They. I was just about to say they look different. They look the same. I think if well, you gave me each of them, them, you could you could tell. I could tell you the difference. I don't so think you, I could. So you said it's a blue cap raspberry, black cap. What is black cap? And that's what it's supposed to like. Rese- I guess resemble. I, I, I guess. Which is like, I'm, 
I've never seen these in store. Yeah, it's when a good I look point. It up, it says black raspberry. And yeah, uh, like flavor difference between raspberry and black raspberry. <laughs> Both types well, have a it, similar I flavor. I don't know the difference then. It kind of looks like raspberries are just uh, black raspberries that aren't ripe because they they're red. Ooh, and then they look like they look like they get dark. Maybe. Okay, what's what's another one? You got another one? Uh, yes. So these are fun. Okay. Ever notice that quicksand makes you sink slowly, not quickly? Hence the name quicksand. Is are quicksand you, are you st- stoned right now? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> Where are you coming up with these? No, these are just like I trust me. Things. I had to like look around and kind of think about them, but okay. Just is quicksand real? It, it is. Yeah. I I hope I never come across it, but it, it definitely exists. But it's just crazy that it's called that. But like, if you ever see movies and stuff, they like obviously when you move fast, you do sink faster, I guess. But they, it seems like there's you're still sinking at the same speed. Mm-hmm. Which is slow. You know, you can't like really ever sink, sink in quicksand. Like die, you mean? Like you, you, it's, it's denser than water. So like you float in water. And so you're really going to float in quicksand. Like you're definitely still going to sink, but only to a certain point. Well, but you get submerged. And then from there, you know, you would, I guess would drown. But you're, you're like, you can always, your head can, like, your head will be above the sand. Because Hmm. you can only sink so far because it's heavier than you are. Even if it's like a pretty big pit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Because it is a quicksand is, it's like a, basically it's sand with a lot of water in it is my understanding of it. I'm sure there's some other factors but uh, yeah, like you, you float on a pool. You float better in the ocean because there's salt in it. Salt water is denser than regular water. And then you think, okay, what's denser than salt? Well, let's just throw a bunch of sand in there. Like you, if like you're gonna you're gonna float in quicksand. Hmm. You're definitely still gonna sink some. But like if you were just standing straight up, you would. I don't think you'd ever go below your head. Which is interesting. I've been lied to. I, I wouldn't want to test that, but I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. Do yeah, you I'm ever notice? Do you ever notice getting on an airplane? How right? Whenever you sit down and they like turn on the AC, it smells like oil. I think that's no. just like coming from outside the ventilation. No. But it, yeah, but it, yeah, have but you ever noticed that smell? It's so distinct. Yeah, it, no, it kind of low key makes me nauseous sometimes. Really? Yeah. Huh? I yeah, I personally don't prefer flying. If I'm being honest, just because I get like major motion sickness. But I love flying. I also do. You have another one. Flying. Um. 
Yeah, so ever notice that Tape Me Out to the Ball Game is sung at baseball games, but aren't you already there? So... Ooh. I've never understood the whole... Like, yeah, I think it's take a me cool out to the thing. ball game, take me out to the crowd. Well, you're already there with the crowd at the ball. Game. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, like, the whole thing is like very like crazy. It's like, it's like a ritual at every baseball game, and it's exactly. not even like at the beginning or end. It's at the mid seventh. And but you only hear it at baseball games. True, and it's always been a true. thing. Uh, I'm I'm looking it up right now. I believe it came from someone who did it like on the white side, or like it was like it was, someone did it once. Yeah, William. Really it, it was a president. It was a president in 1910. If you can guess that president, I'll be impressed. Like a uh, U.S. president? Yes. Okay. Um. Wait, you Teddy said Teddy Roosevelt. 1910. 1910. Um. Hmm. I hear typing. No one, no cheating. I'm going to say uh, Garfield. It was President William Howard Taft on a, to say Taft too. on a visit to Pittsburgh, went to a baseball game, and stood up to stretch in the seventh inning. The crowd, thinking the chief executive was about to leave, stood up out of respect. The term itself can be traced back no further than 1920. However, this was created in 1910. Interesting. And that's where the song came from? Um, okay, 1970s. So the seventh inning stretch was conceived, 1910. It eventually became part of the ballpark experience. And in the mid-1970s, Chicago's legendary baseball broadcaster, Harry Carey, inadvertently added the tradition soundtrack, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Hmm. So he just, I think, Harry- just did it. Huh. Mm. And then in the mid-90s, the MLB had a campaign featuring the song. Huh. And I there, is, there is a 14th inning stretch as well as a 21st and 28th inning stretch should it go to that. You know what? If, if I have to hear that song more than twice in a baseball game, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm still at the baseball game. Yeah, it's a little cliche. There's no reason to sing it more than twice. I mean, I if I'm there in the 24th inning, I think I have bigger <laughs> issues. Yeah. About how much money I've spent on alcohol at that point, probably. Oh, yeah. You're belligerent <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Especially on like Thirsty Thursdays at the Rock Hounds. Oh, Thirsty Thursdays? That's That's been a, a fan favorite of uh, my fiance and I, for sure. So I'm looking at Wikipedia now, and this says it was actually earlier than that, allegedly as early as 1882. Jesus. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. Still, though, it says that there was no, quote, seventh inning stretch before 1920. That's what it was called. Huh. Huh. Um, Well... Yvonne, this has been insightful. I have one final question for you. Nico, you know what this is going to be. 
do you have a song recommendation for the week? I, I knew you were going to ask me that. I've uh, I've been listening in on y'all's previous episodes, and I've like... Well, you did you know, some like research. That That's looming, impressive. I'm proud of you. Looming, looming feeling of trying to figure out what, what song I was going to say. <laughs> no judgment. Yeah, this is by all means, it could be anything. It could be take me out to the ball game. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. That was that was probably my last choice. I'm trying to think of like a song I've because I've been listening to a lot of uh so I'm really big into like comedy and like podcasts. So Ooh. I like to listen to a lot of uh You can recommend podcasts. those. That's up to, you know, if you have a favorite yeah. stand up bit or comedian or podcast that you listen to. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been who i've been listening to lately but um if i had to pick a song that i've had like i guess on repeat i would have to say um broken serenade window by uh whiskey myers broken window serenade sorry yeah that but it's a great song, okay. but yeah. Giuseppe. Uh-huh. Um, I am going to go with Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn, but featuring Casey Musgraves. Ooh, I don't Ooh. think I've heard that one. I love this version of it. When did that one come out? Is that like I'm not sure. Um. My friend showed it to me last year and then it kind of became a song we played like when it was the two of us all the time. Mm. And I just I don't I don't actually know when it was a thing. It is pretty good. Really, it is pretty good. I I'll really give like it a listen. It. Okay. Well, sticking with the theme of Yvonne's. Yeah, it was obviously I was I, I, I was going to do something else, but then you reminded me of a song that I no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do my original pick, which is All Heaven right. by Los Lonely Boys. Been listening to that pretty oh, recently. Los it's Lonely a, Boys. It's I haven't a heard good that in a while. Song. It's such a good song. <sighs> okay. Well, that is a great song, but nice. Okay, I'm looking for it. You said Broken Window Serenade, right? Yes. That's okay. By Whiskey Myers. Yes, and Nico, yours was Neon uh, Neon Moon featuring Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Heaven this by is, Los yes. Lonely Boys. Yvonne, do you have any closing <laughs> remarks? Uh, no. Uh, it's been a great ride. I'm glad to catch up with you boys. It's been a been a minute, but yes, sir. Looking forward it's to been fun. next time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to get you back on. on. For sure. Nico, everybody. I I was on it. I I love it. I love it. You're ready. Thank you all for uh, listening in again. And thank you, Yvonne, for joining us. I hope everyone has a great week and God bless.